Yeah, so that was the first time I got pulled over. Then the second time was because I was swerving in my lane. Welcome back to Cousin Time, where college friends turn post-grad roommates Jess and Cameron are learning to navigate the world. Join us as we reminisce on our childhoods, rationalize our Sunday scaries, and reflect on the trauma that was learning how to drive. Learning how to drive. I don't think I've ever been as stressed as I was the year of 15. <laughs> For like a multitude of reasons. Like that was a dark year. What year were we 15? 2014. Yeah, like sophomore year. Yeah. You're learning how to drive. Yeah. High school's gotten real. You're in AP classes mm-hmm. now. Um, I think that was that was the year One Direction, I think, started to go downhill. Yeah. Like, actually, maybe that was our junior year. But, like, it was just a stressful year. No, it was a really, really, really stressful year. There's a lot going on. You're, like, almost starting to think about college, but also you're still in high school. So, like, is it time? Everyone's on different paths. And also, you're learning how to drive. Yeah. And what made us think, 15, get them behind a wheel. Honestly, though, I don't know how it was wherever, like, what state you learned to drive in, but I remember, like, we were behind the wheel 14 and a half. Really? Yeah. That's when you took your permit test? Yeah. That, But then you couldn't take your driver's test till 16? Mm-mm. Huh. Because it was like, you had, like, you had to do the driver's ed class when you're, I feel like we might have done, some people did that, like, the summer of like freshman to sophomore year and then after you do that part then you have to do the behind the wheel part you're you're 14 ish maybe almost 15 and you can get your learner's permit right at 15 but like you can't get your learner's permit until you do the like behind the wheel part what's the behind the wheel part of driver's ed i never took driver's ed (gasps) you missed out on a whole other chapter of trauma you didn't take driver's ed? I don't, but I don't think this type of driver's ed was something that happened in Alabama. <gasps> like, you turned 15, you took, when you turned 15 to get your driver's permit, you, like, took, like, a written test on, like, what do you do at a red light? Mm-hmm. And then from 15 to 16, you were learning how to drive. That's when you got in the car, we're driving a car. And then you could take your test at 16. We had driver's ed that you could do through school, or that, I feel like, I'm trying to remember if you had to... I feel like there was, I feel like if you didn't do it like this way, then you had to wait until you were like 18 to just get your license. Oh. But like you took driver's ed at school and it was after school intensive. It was hours long and it was with some man who didn't want to be there always. And it was like, you're learning the rules of the road. Like you were having a lecture on stop signs. And then after you completed like the driver's ed part, then you did the driver's ed in the car part. And that was with, there was two different teachers. One was like this random lady who I had. And the other one was the high school gym coach who everyone hated, hated that man. But yeah, you had to do the in-class part and then they had to take you behind the wheel. And nobody liked to drive with the um, gym coach man because he, was always, he would always make you drive him to Asheville to take him to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, like that was awful. And we were 14 and a half, and that was where my trauma came from mm-hmm. the most, was I was terrified to be behind the wheel at that young age, driving on the highway, but more so driving on those twists and turns. Yeah, that's mountainous terrain. So did your parents teach you how to drive? Okay, so here I picture picture me learning to drive. I A little ball of anxiety. Don't even want to you know? picture it. Okay, so I got my, like I took the test to get my driver's permit when I was like, shortly after my 15th birthday, like, Memorial Day weekend or something, like, shortly after. I, so this was the end of May. 
I was now eligible to sit behind the wheel. Mm. I did not get the gusto and the gumption to sit behind the wheel until October. (gasps) Where were you sitting? I was just putting it off. Like, I was so scared. It was a lot of responsibility for a girl like me. And that's people's lives are in my hands. And I took that seriously. And then in October, I did get behind the wheel. But literally behind the wheel. The car was in neutral until December. It was in neutral? You were just rolling? We were just rolling through the high school parking lot. My foot was not on the gas pedal. There was no gas. It was not even in drive. For, two, like, two months. Like, my dad would take me to the high school parking lot on, like, Saturdays and Sundays. And we would just... <laughs> I would just practice maneuvering left and right at literally, like, five miles an hour. Did you and your dad ever scream in the car? I don't think there was screaming. There was a few instances of me crying afterwards. Not because of him. Just because of general... That's over. Yeah. And... Okay, so, yes. Finally would put my foot on the gas pedal in, like, December. Yeah like December, January, February, I'm still like not going on major roads. Then we were like on the roads. We would go like to the military base and drive mm-hmm. around there because there was like less cars, which was great because I was not a good car to be around for <laughs> other cars. But were you slow as molasses? I was slow as molasses. And but the bad part of that is that like for me that heightened my anxiety in the other way of like I am on a military base driving. Like, there's cops probably everywhere. Yeah. Like, this is high security. High stakes. So that it made me even more nervous, in a sense. So then, finally, my parents enrolled me in private driver's ed because I needed some one-to-one intensive care. Mm-hmm. And the idea... So then I had this man. He was, like, a retired driver's ed teacher. But he would come... He would come pick me up from school in his driver's ed car and we would drive around for two hours and then I'd drive me home in the car and um <laughs> and the thing was like every kid in Huntsville did this like this was like this was well because okay because like, like my experience was like I guess like we got like that private private driver's ed because it was like four different sessions after school and it was you and one other person which was also a lot to put 14 year olds lives in each other's yes. hands but like you and one other person and the driving teacher and like they would take you around and I had a lot of trauma there so like yeah we had that experience but I guess it was just different because it was built in the program yeah so like a lot of kids did like everyone knew like oh there's coach walker who's he picking up from school today and so yes I would do that and for some that what really helped me because his car like he had a brake on his side and that gave me so much like ease of mind because I was like oh like if something really terrible is gonna happen he can save this right so I just had a lot more trust in like driving my parents cars so finally then I got on the road Mm. and I learned and you do that three times with him so six hours total and then I was good to go but I still like my birthday's in May I didn't take my driver's license test till July when I was 16 because I needed a couple extra months no absolutely Wow, that's intense. Yeah. I did not have that experience of the, um, I don't know, the having to wait, the crying, the fear, the anxiety. My most vivid memory in regards to driving with, my, but you know who did? Mama. <laughs> yes. Because your mama and me are one of the same. Girls. Cut Two from the similar same girls. Cloth. Yeah. And so, um... I don't know if she got in the car with me driving for a while. Yeah. And yeah, did we scream at each other in the car sometimes? Yeah, because is she the worst backseat driver in the entire world? 
absolutely. Yeah. I have not met one that is worse. No, I can see that being a painstaking experience for you. So painstaking. But so you didn't drive with your dad, though, then? No, I, I did. Feel like, I feel like he'd actually be a great person. He was, because cool as a cucumber. Yeah. What I remember is we would get in the car. I remember, I can't remember when this was. It must have been, like, my first time ever being behind the wheel. So I'm, I'm barely 14. I'm a child. I'm an infant. And he takes us to this big, empty parking lot. And I get myself in the driver's seat. He's in the passenger seat. He says, all right, floor it. <laughs> That's so much. That is so your dad, though, because he's just, <laughs> you get your unbothered from him. Uh, yeah. And so I say, you got it, sir. Boom. And I floor it. And we take off towards the woods. And... And he was like, you got to learn to not be scared of the accelerator. Baptism by fire. See, that's what I needed because I was scared of the accelerator. And yeah, so then I floor it. We're in the gravel. We're almost kissing the woods because this parking lot goes up to the wood. And he's like, we did that. I, I don't think he was expecting me to floor it quite as hard as yeah. I did. But one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to be a chaotic driver Yeah. from the get-go. Did your parents ever set up driving drills? So I'm not from a military family. <laughs> So no, what we did was we just took lackadaisical circles around the, uh, the thing. And then my dad would like shout out things like, turn left, turn right. There's someone coming, like, like make that up as he went. Uh I think I feel like I remember that, but driving drills. I remember my dad would set up, like we'd go to a parking lot on post and he would like set up like traffic cones and I'd have to like weave in and out or like back up and not hit the cones. (laughs) I just remember like sitting in the driver's seat with, like, it in park and just, like, watching him reset these cones for, like, time and time again. And then I'd, I'd do my little drills. We would practice things. Like, you'd be, like, park in the spot. But, like, there were no cones And involved. it's a little bit of a fuzzy memory. Like, I'll actually have to ask him. Maybe he'll listen to this and say. But, like, I don't remember. Was I driving between the cones? Like, that seems... But there was definitely traffic cones involved. And there was definitely, like, we had activities. Like, it was, like, going to soccer practice. I'm picturing, like, like, weaving. I'm picturing, like, stop and go. I'm picturing soccer but the car. Yeah. I definitely did, like, driving drills. What car, like, what type of car did you learn to drive in? I think... Okay, because we bought a car... We bought a car from this family I babysat for, and then I learned on that, and it, like, then was, like, my first car, Alex's first car, Natalie's first car, but I'm trying to remember if that car, like, if we bought it prior to me getting behind the wheel, <laughs> or if that was, like, a switch halfway through. I My dad had a truck at the time. I definitely didn't learn in that, and my mom had a van, so I don't think I would have learned in that. I think we got this car because it was, like, a good car to learn. It was, like, a CRV. I learned how to drive in a minivan. That's a big one. It was. I floored it in the minivan. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it was also low to the ground. Like, mm-hmm. it was like an old minivan with, like, the doors that kind of came off the hinges a little bit yeah. to zoom out. Um, yeah. And we were out in that minivan whipping it around the parking lot. And then I feel like, and this is where my memory is, because I feel like that was my first experience was, like, I did all of that prior to getting behind the wheel in driver's ed. Mm-hmm. So, like, I went into driver's ed with a little bit of, like, tricks up my sleeve, like, yeah, I've been behind the wheel before. Yeah, but the girl that was in my driver's ed car with me, I don't think she had ever seen a car before we got <laughs> that in. That would have been me. <laughs> because I was gripping for dear life in that car anything I could get my hands on to make me feel safe and secure. Yeah. And that's Stop why driver's ed is so wild. 
Like, it was insane. And all that we had to protect us was the one little extra break. Like, that's not going to help us if she's driving us off the mountain. We're saying, here's somebody who's never driven before. Let's put them in a car with several other children. Yes! To drive them around. Yes! And she was, like, as you know, I struggle. My kryptonite motion sickness. (laughs) Motion sickness. And I'll say it, biting your tongue. (laughs) Which I feel like is a rough combo in this situation. My, my, My three kryptonites motion sickness biting my tongue and scent sensitivity (laughs) and all three of those were unfortunately at play Mm -hmm. in this car because the young lady who was my driving partner was i can smell her perfume from here yeah it was so powerful and i like my head was pounding my i i was sweating you're in the back i'm in the back seat I'm going to throw up in this car. Mm-hmm. I've already had my turn to drive. Or no, she drove first. She drove first. So I'm I'm struggling. We're driving like 30 minutes away. We're on like the highway. She's stopping. She's going. Every single time she hits the brake, I'm like flying forward. It's so, so, so bad. And then it comes to my turn to drive. I'm getting out of the car to switch. My legs are shaking because I'm so yeah. nauseous. You're breathing in that fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. I'm breathing in the fresh air because she smells so bad. I'm simply avoiding eye contact and I'm biting my tongue so hard because I can't say anything nice. It's my turn to drive. And the girl says, oh, I don't have a ride home. Like someone's supposed to pick us up at the school. Like you're supposed to have a parent pick you up. She's like, I don't have a ride home. Like no one's going to pick me up. So our driving teacher is like, oh, it's okay. Jessica, her driving test will be driving you home. And she says, love. And I say, where do you live? And she says, Balsam Grove. And I say, oh, because that is up at the top of the mountain. Yeah. And so then we are driving her home. And when I tell you, I kid you not, her driveway was straight up. Mm-hmm. Like it was straight up and it was gravel. Gravel was an unfamiliar terrain for me at that time. Yeah. So first of all, we're driving like on the mountain road, twisting and turning, curving and swerving. I hit the brakes because I see a rabbit in the road. There's wildlife everywhere. And then she's like, my house is up here. And it is a 180. Yeah. We're going straight up. And what was worse was I also had to go down. Yeah. And I was sweating again, this time from stress, because I was like, my life is on the line. I was so mad. I was irrationally angry, because I was like, how, who thought this was a good idea? I am not capable of this. But I will say that that experience made me the driver I am today. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, I, I know how to drive on a very curvy, swervy road. But yeah, I think that those driving experiences compounded of my dad saying, floor it, my driving teacher saying, drive this girl home, made me the chaotic driver that I am today. The driving to somebody's house who's out of 180, I have a, like an identical experience when I was a freshly licensed driver. Mm. And I, like, I think, yeah, I got my license in July. This was like August. Okay. I was driving one of my best friends from school home. It was nighttime too. Like we had been out and he lived at the top of a mountain and then again, his house, a 180 up a hill. And I get to the bottom of his driveway and I think he saw the fear in my eyes and he said, I'll just walk it. But then I was like, can you? Like, is that possible? Like, this is straight up. <laughs> Bear crawl up the mountain. <laughs> yes. And that's literally, I will never forget the way this boy's body moved. He was not quite a bear crawl, but definitely like a high knee. <laughs> he was just, da, 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 da. and I like watched and I was like, I did not know he could move like that. He just ran straight up. And then he, <laughs> I, and that's I went not on the my first time he's to do it. I, 
probably not being 16 and all your friends are freshly licensed drivers. No. But yeah, I just remember him going, I'll, I'll just watch. He Taking knew, one for the he team. He knew yeah. I wasn't able to do that. Do you remember the thrill of someone in your friend group getting their after nines? What does that mean? Do you not have that? North Carolina. It, I, every state's different, but like we probably had something similar, yeah. just not by that name. Well, what is it? I feel like in North Carolina, we there were so many different levels to becoming a licensed driver. It was jumping through hoops left and right. Because first, 14 and a half year in driver's ed, you have to do that and you have to pass the in the car part. Then you're eligible to get your permit. But when you get your permit, you have, you're getting like a restricted permit. Like you're not getting your full permit. It's like the first six months of your permit, you can only drive between the hours of six and nine. Oh. And then you have to log like a certain number of hours of like, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to be six to nine and you have to log your hours and you have to obviously like have someone who is over 21 sign off. Mm-hmm. Then the second half of your permit, you get your after nines. And then you can drive again. You have to have a certain number of hours with someone else in the car. Oh, okay. Then you turn 16 and we're starting this whole thing over. You've got a restricted license. So you're 16 the first six months. You can only drive from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. And you have to have someone else in the car, like an adult in the car. Mm. You can't drive without an adult. Then that doesn't feel like a license. Then 16 and a half, you're smooth sailing. You get your mm. after nines, mom's out of the car, and you're cruising for a bruising. But the moment that someone in your friend group got their unrestricted after nines, it's on. Crazy. I think that's how it works. I'm going to have to fact check myself yeah. because I remember it being such a process. But there maybe like with the 15 is like the whole time. It's like you can't drive between six and nine. But I remember like the moment when people would get their after nines and that was like, crazy now you can go to Sonic. yeah because before that huh. you couldn't i ours was just like once you turn 16 it was just for like the first six months or something you could only have one person that wasn't oh family. yeah that too but so like i don't think there was a rule on the time of day but it was like i would sometimes like drive alex's friend home from band practice mm-hmm. or something but i could never bring more than one person home yeah i remember that as well maybe i feel like i'm wrong with some element of like the, the i think the adult in the car is maybe just for the permit and yeah, then that like would make sense the first 6 months of your license you can only have one other person yeah. plus only the hours of 6 and 9 and then after that was like your um your after nines that's when things get yeah. crazy but then i remember being such an ordeal of like people who were like like we're 16 at this point. We have jobs. And so it was like, what are you going to do if you, like, are driving home from the food lion and it's mm-hmm. 9.04? And so people would, like, try to get, like, letters being, like, you'd have to, like, have a letter from your job in your car. I remember, I think I had one because, like, when I was working at the Rock Gym, the gym closed at 9 p.m. And it was all of five minutes from, like, my employment yeah. to my home. But, like, the cops I were actually crazy. feel like we did have a rule like that because I do remember it was, like, if you were coming home... From, like, band, which ended at, like, 8.30. If you, like, stayed too late, then yeah. you would... But you, that was an excuse if you had, like, it was valid. But you had to have, like, something proving that yeah. you had a reason to be out at that godforsaken hour of 9 p.m. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, do you remember taking your actual test? Yeah. What was that like? Easy peasy. You slayed it? Oh, my God, I slayed it. Oh I did gosh. not fail at all. I wasn't huh. worried about the test. Huh. Were you? My, no, my test was so stressful. I was losing sleep over it for weeks before. What? It was so just, I, was like, I don't think I studied. I mean, I wasn't like in the book studying, but I was, it's, it's a, it's a action-based test. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, um, the written test. No, no, no. I mean like when the person's next to you in the car. Oh, that but was, I was fun. Like, I was like, this is going to be mortifying if I fail. Mortifying. And like, I like Coach Walker, 
he helped me prep. We ran that course, like the actual course, several times. It was a course? Well, like the path throughout mm-hmm. town that you took for the, your test. Yeah. And there was like one right turn where every time I practiced with Coach Walker, he was like, this is the right turn that makes people fail this test because if you like it's a really tight turn like he was like if your tire goes even a little off the road like it's an automatic fail and I remember I took the test and I went a little bit off the road and <laughs> I was like I failed like the whole rest of the test I was like it's it's all game over game over yeah, yeah. and then we pulled in and she was like congratulations and I said wait really and I probably shouldn't have said that because then she probably thought I wasn't confident um but I guess he lied to me, and it's only like you lose a few points. Oh. But he just really didn't wanted me to have that pressure, and he didn't know that I'm not a girl who needs additional pressure. I put enough on myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was funny to me. But then, yeah, we passed, and my driver, Angel, she was a sweetheart. I do remember having to do a three-point turn mm. in a roundabout. Or not Ooh, in a roundabout. In a roundabout. Not a roundabout. It was in, like, a three-point turn. It was, like, at a dead end, but it ends in a circle. Oh. And um, so it was round about the edges Mm -hmm. and I had to do a three-point turn in there and I do remember being like 10 and 2 10 and and 2 baby but I did slay my three-point turn because one thing that I love is a tricky little turn yeah did you ever get pulled over hell yeah (laughs) yeah you did yeah I did photographic evidence there is there is photographic evidence it is very incriminating shout out to my twin for that one Uh um photographic and videographic evidence Uh of me getting pulled over. That'll be going on the Insta. <laughs> I expect it to be, yeah. Um, what was it like? What did you get in trouble for? Speeding. I was speeding. I was going fast when I shouldn't have been going fast. Not shocking. No. I, yeah, I got pulled over speeding. I got a ticket. I had to go to remedial driving class. <gasps> Wait, I didn't know that part. Yeah. I definitely told you that part. So, like, at night you had to go learn how to drive again? No. It was a one-day session because I got my ticket and then, um... My old boss, the lawyer that I was his paralegal for, he went in and represented me in court. <laughs> Thank God for him. And he, um, he, I think he has represented every single member of my family and some of my extended family members and some why is your significant family, others. Why is your family in so many run-ins with the law? Actually, I don't think my dad has ever gotten a ticket. My mom... That little weasel, she told me that when she was young, like when she was a teenager in Cleveland, her and her friends would like intentionally try to get pulled over to see who could talk themselves out of it the best. Can you believe that? That's mischievous. It's what? <laughs> that word did not come out like I wanted it to. Mischievous? Yeah. And so, and I have been in the car with her. I remember being in the car with her when she got pulled over one time and I was mortified because I you know what in middle school when you have that era where you're just so embarrassed with your, your like parents like already you have parents and now like, they're gonna get pulled over I have parents they're getting pulled over like I hate my parents they're so embarrassing how dare I even have them everything they do is wrong like that era I feel like it was within that window of time we were pulling up to a stop sign and she doesn't stop all the way there's a cop car behind us he immediately turns yeah. on his lights she says I don't have time for this. And I say, what, what, what? And then I say, what do you mean? She's running from the lawn. And we're like near the county library. And she says, I'm going to pull into the library and I need you to put on a show. And I say, hold the phone. What? 
the hell are you talking about? Because yeah. I'm already getting mad. Yeah. And so, like, I look visibly But this upset. does seem like something you would eat up if it hadn't been your mother. I, yeah, totally. Like, if I, I wouldn't even need to ask. You would say, Cameron, let me take this. And I would. If it happened to us. Yeah. And I, I guess I learned from the best. But I'm so mad. I'm, I'm 13 and I'm livid. So much anger in my little body. And we're pulling into the library. And she says, I need you to say you have a bladder infection. And I say, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no, you know, I a, it's giving jury duty. <laughs> and I, I'm like, are you, I'm so, so, so mad at her. And because the cop that pulled over was for a rolling stop at the stop sign. And so the cop comes up and she's like, I'm so sorry. My daughter has a bladder infection. I needed to get her to the library so she could use a public bathroom. I'm storming out of the car, storming to the library to go cross my arms until she's done. And I can't remember if she got out of it. or I think she got out of it. I think she got away with a warning because she was like, she's sick. It's not good. Like things are bad. She has to pee a lot. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Why couldn't you be the one with the bladder infection? <laughs> Because the selfless mother always does the trick. My dad got out of a ticket once when I was in the car, too. Really? Because we were on our way to church, and he said, I'm so sorry, I'm running late to go teach Sunday school. And that did the, that did the job. My mom has gotten out of, I think I've seen my mom get out of three tickets. Dang. I know. That white privilege. That's that white privilege, yeah. And she's just a small girl with her white privilege. How dare she? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, but when I got my ticket, I, I got it. I, yeah. And I was going fast. Um, but yeah. What were, you, what were you pulling? It was at least 15 over. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. And I remember the cop who pulled me over. He's sheriff now. Because he, he got you. You were on his resume. He pulled, I think, over every teen in town. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I got out of mission. getting like a fine and I just had to go to driving school. And the man who was teaching my driving school was passionate about motorcycle safety. So really, I just took a motorcycle safety class. Oh, slay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first time I got pulled over. Then the second time was because I was swerving in my lane. Why were you swerving? I, just bad driver? I, I, we were driving back from the haunted farm. And we it was nighttime. We were hanging out. I think we had just gotten some Krispy Kreme. Maybe I was taking a sip. Maybe I was taking a bite of my donut. But I guess I swerved in my lane. I'm going to make that abundantly clear. And he said, where y'all been? I said, he thought you'd been farm. Actually, I remember, I think whenever Will reflects on this, because he was in the car, he's been there for all of my tickets and I've been there for all of his, Mm -hmm. but he like, he came up to the car and I said something snarky and petty and that didn't, that didn't do great for, for the vibes. No. Um, but yeah, no ticket that time at least. Cause he couldn't give me a ticket. I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. He just thought maybe you were drunk. I think so. So he thought he was going to catch he you. He thought he was going to, he thought he was going to get him something that night. Third and ticket? it was just three, three girls coming back from the haunted farm. Yeah. The last ticket that I got was for parking on the wrong side of the road. Oh, that doesn't even count. That's no, a parking ticket. No. So really it's just two. Just two. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten one. I know you have. It was a really rough day for me. Because I was also speeding, hmm. which now I don't do. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Yeah. Um, I'm just more aware of my surroundings. Yeah. I was on the interstate driving to move myself into the Disney College program. Me and the driver, mama and the passenger. I'm going on the interstate. I feel like everyone speeds on the interstate. I feel like the rule of the interstate, at least what my mother told me, is that you can always go 10 over. And so I was going, it was 70, I was going 82. That's 12 over. It's 12 over. And... Um, I'm going like over a hill and like he was like hiding at the bottom of the mm. hill. And every time I see a cop hiding, I always look in my rear view to see if they're pulling out after oh, me, me too. whether or not I'm doing me anything too. wrong. And I see him pull out after me. And I just remember telling my mom, 
he got behind me but he doesn't turn on his lights i guess he's like running my plate and everything so i keep i'm i'm now on my best behavior because i thought too. maybe i could do so well that he would be like that's a little angel yeah but he did it and he pulled me over and i pulled over and i'm like oh and officer hair he said i was a super speeder oh <gasps> i'm a super speeder in the state of georgia did you let because him see you cry no i actually don't know that i cried over it good for i'm strong you. But he said I was a super speeder because once you go over 10, if you're more than 10 over, you're a super speeder. So I did have to pay a hefty fine because the fine jumps once you're yeah, a super speeder. I'm usually super at everything I do, so it doesn't surprise me. But the fine was not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got new tires the week before, so I'd already put a lot of money into my car. But I think my tires made me go really fast. Super speeder. They yeah. Super speedy tires. And then I didn't know how to use cruise control at that point for some reason. And so then... After I got my ticket, I got off at the next exit to cool down, and my mom taught me how to use cruise control, and now, whenever I'm on the interstate, I'm locked in at 70. Yeah. Usually locked in at 69, because I don't even want to risk it. The under? You go under? This I go a little under. Some I, I'm, I'm 69 to 71, depending on how I'm feeling that day. Yeah. Time. I'm feeling bold or shy. Mm. And also, like, my financial ability. Like, can I afford a ticket right now? No. Maybe I'll go 71. That's a big question. Something that's been on my mind lately, though is police officers Mm. do they listen to music because it's equally alarming to me them just driving around listening to literally nothing all day yeah like their job is literally just to drive around see that's not alarming to me or if it's equally alarming if they're listening to music and like what are they listening to like i feel like it's gotta be just the radio like there's no way they're like queuing up their spotify yeah but i just really need an answer i think i think they're listening to the police scanner Oh, that's true. That's probably like a really interesting podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I hope, I really hope, and I'm going to be devastated if we have any cop listeners. But <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that we're serving what they're wanting. I don't think that that's our target demographic, mm-hmm. but if you're out there, let us know. Um yeah, I think that because of you and your need to listen to music in the car, because sometimes I think, why are we sitting here? And it's because you're queuing up your no, music. No, because I literally, I can't even put in my map before I put in my music. Because no. I have to have music. It's so weird to me. Because I'm like, let's just go. Let's get the f*** out. And then you're sitting there trying to find the music. Trying to find the perfect playlist. And I, one, what's the song that's that's all I want to do? What's, how, what is the um, word that we hear? How does that song start? I've heard it like 500 times. It's the song that's like on Cameron's like car when it automatically connects. This ain't no disco. That's what I hear every time I get in my car. And then sometimes we hear it up to all I want to do. Or sometimes we add that ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah every one single time, time we get in the car. When I nannied one year of school, I always, like that always came on when I was putting the kids in the car. And I would always change it because, like, that's not what I wanted to listen to. And it's all about one you. Day, one day, my little girl, she just said, why don't you ever let us listen to that song? Ain't no disco. And I was like, okay, we can listen to it. And then she loved it and she wanted to hear it every day. But I just imagine being five and, like, always hearing the start of that song and never getting to hear the middle. It'd be infuriating. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But she had just uh, had been simmering in her for a while. It was and it had to come out no, one day. No, that was so I, funny she should. Um... How and why do you choose the songs that you put on when you get in the car? It depends on a lot of things. Who's in the car? Time of day? Length of drive? Weather? Where we're going? Do you have a playlist for all those scenarios? Yes and no. Like, yes, there's a playlist I have that can fit each of those scenarios. That's another... But it's not like they're labeled. Like, 
Well, some of them are. <laughs> some of them are labeled like 70 degrees Lakeshore Drive, but there's not one for every situation. But they're, like, labeled other things, and then I'm like, the vibes are right. Like, this is good for a night drive to Target. That's another thing that I just, like, as someone who isn't, like, a connoisseur of music in that way, like, what? like a playlist? What? I love a specific playlist. I just, like, do you sit up at night and <laughs> make your playlist? Yeah, I'm always curating a playlist. That's just so bizarre to me. And I have playlists for situations, for energies, for seasons for themes I guess I just like don't think like that yeah but it's not abnormal lots of people do it I think I'm the one who's abnormal yes in this this situation hi it's me I'm the problem yeah and I've accepted that Mm -hmm. like I know that's my truth um do you have any particularly bad driving experiences see here's the thing I'm a defensive driver. That was the class that I took. It was called defensive driving. My dad loves that phrase. I'm a defensive driver. You're an offensive driver. Yeah. I don't know if that actually lines up. I think you're an offensive driver and I'm the defensive driver because you're the one that I have to be... If I'm on the road next to you, I have to be... Is she going to make a quick turn here? You're the risky one and I have to defend myself from you as another driver on the road. I I don't know about all that. Um, here is a driving story I need to tell about me. Okay. Is one year of college, my like college band, we were traveling like three hours to a different school to perform. And the like professor that was leading the band, he took a poll in all of his classes of which of the band members is the most responsible driver. Because he was going to let them drive his van. Because he was driving like a big white van filled with all the students. Uh-huh. And then one other, like one band member was going to drive his personal van filled with all the instruments. And I was victorious in that poll. Like, this was not my own desire, okay? Mm-hmm. That I was given the burden of driving mm-hmm. personal vehicle. Mm-hmm. And so we loaded up. I bring two of my friends with me, us and all the instruments. We go, no biggie. We drive back. We're driving back on these roads. It's late at night. It's dark. I'm following a white van. To picture the white van that you'd be, like, afraid of. That's the kind of van. I'm following, I'm following. This car gets off at an exit, but I was like, he said we were going to stop and, like, take, like, a restroom break and stretch our legs at some point. Gets off at the exit. It goes down. It passes, like, five gas stations. Goes down to a caliber collision. I'm like, why are we going to caliber collision? No one ever goes. Pulls around the back of a caliber collision. Then I pull up and I realize that's not his van. I can see that, like, the piece of paper that was in the back window of his van is not there. And I'm like, now I'm alone at night in the backside the caliber collision with a white van I don't know I'm scared of them they're scared of me and more importantly where is my professor because I didn't have a map I had been following him because he had been just like just follow me but thing about him is he was driving 90 and was not getting pulled over as a super speeder and I was driving 70 because I was driving his van yeah and I had lost him so then I have to have one of my friends call him I'm on speaker to the whole rest of the band saying, Cameron followed the wrong van for 25 miles. Where are you? They are like half an hour ahead of us. So now it's literally midnight. I'm pulling into our campus. There's the band all just sitting on the curb of our school. Waiting waiting for for their instruments. instruments To go home. And I pull up and I'm like, I'm so sorry, y'all. They regretted that poll. (laughs) I mean, everything got their safety. No, yeah. It just like, it was more of like, the poll was who's the safest driver, not who's the best driver. And I am the safest. And I bet he remedied that for the next year. <laughs> I don't think any trips ever happened again because of COVID. Yeah, that's fair. But, um, yeah. Wow. I think, like, as a driver, the times where I've been 
afraid behind the wheel or just kind of like questioning myself behind the wheel is when I would drive the vans and buses for Mm -hmm. the camp that I worked at. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think specifically of a few times where I had to drive to the Nanahala outpost, which was like two and a half hours away to go whitewater rafting and driving a bus down that way yeah. for a girl like me. No, I could never do that. was really challenging. Yeah. Um, and there was this one bus that I tried to avoid like the plague, grumpy bus. Um, and that bus just like did not work at all. And I remember one time it didn't have a rear view mirror. Um, it didn't have AC and we're in the summer. Didn't have windshield wipers. It was the kicker because it also rained a lot. Yeah. And I remember we were driving back. That bus should not have been in motion. The amount of like times that I screamed that from the mountaintops because it also never never started so it would be like trying to go on a trip somewhere and we'd all go down to like because we'd have to go down to like the bus lot pick up our buses drive up to pick up like the kids and we'd all go down to pick up our buses and the bus won't turn on so we call the camp director and we say the bus won't turn on and he's like oh pop the hood crank the thing top it three times and we're like it won't turn on and he's like i'll come and do it and then he comes down there and taps the thing and does this and literally it's like witchcraft like yeah the bus should not be running but i remember mia my good friend mia was driving this bus in the rain sans windshield wipers and i was like in the vehicle behind her because i was following her gripping the wheel like is she gonna make it it was so scary yeah However, I think Mia's the only person on this earth I would trust to drive Grumpy Bus in those conditions. I, Mia always drew the short stick because she is such a giver and would drive Grumpy Bus because, like, she knew that she was the one. She could be trusted. Um, Another really bad moment that I had, I think that same year, was also going to this outpost to go whitewater rafting and being stuck in this, in a van with 11-year-olds and a counselor I wasn't a fan of for I think an hour and a half in traffic standstill traffic like people are getting out of their cars traffic and this was also like I was already so mad to be going on this trip because it was the day of my leave so like I was about to get off and I was so so angry because I wanted to go take my break but I couldn't because we were stuck in traffic yeah it was miserable that does sound miserable yeah wow well that's all I have to say about driving I think that's all I got, too. Um, if anyone wants to buy me a car, I'll take one. Actually, yeah, because then I don't have to do all the driving. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to buy me a car, let me know. I'm not necessarily, like, in the market, but I'm not going to turn down a car. Yeah. Well, moving over to our Aquanote. Our Aquanotes this week. If I wasn't human, I'd be yeah. dot, dot, dot. What would you be? I, my first few things, I was going in a more literal sense, and then you took it figurative, so I mm-hmm. went with that and ran. Um, my first few things were a fish. If I were a fish. Just a fish. A crow, because I think crows are so cool. I, I'm just picturing you as Moira. Yeah. And a crab, but like the small little hermit crabs that mm. run in the sand and no, burrow. No, actually, that's a great one for you. Yeah, I, I would feel like that is like your animal crab. persona. Yeah. I said I would be an avocado mm-hmm. just because I like eat a lot of them. Or I'm a, you're not an avocado already. <laughs> you are what you eat. <laughs> um, or a daisy. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I was a flower or a plant, that's what I would be because mm-hmm. I am pale. My color scheme like of my body is like white and yellow. Mm-hmm. So daisy. Yeah. Um, then I said that I would like to be a sound of music, specifically VHS tape. 
the Sound of Music VHS tape because that, I love that thing. Mm -hmm. I love the Sound of Music VHS tape and I think I'd like to be it in another life. Additionally, a traffic camera. This one makes a lot of sense for you, I think. Yeah, I just think that would be so entertaining. I would be one of those paint strips from Home Depot (gasps) with like the four or five colors. I think that'd be a fun one. I'd specifically be like shades of green. Oof. Yeah. A Green's, library card? Green's in right now. Green's so in right now. I'd be a library card. That tracks. I think that'd be so fun. I think it's also accurate. Or a can opener. Specifically a left-handed A one. left-handed can opener. I think I'd be... Because I would love to just have a very specific purpose mm-hmm. that people are going to use me for. And you want to be used and appreciated. Yeah. You want to be needed. I want to be needed. And a can opener, everyone needs a can opener. And it's not needed all the time. But when it's needed... You're the only girl who can do the job. I think you should go to therapy soon. <laughs> um, slays and dismays. Slays and dismays. Here we go. My sleigh is the swimming adventure that my cousin and Diana oh! took me on for my birthday. Yeah. Um, Cameron and Diana took me, Diana's our other friend, took me swimming for my birthday to a pool and it was the most fun i've had in so long we were splishing we were splashing we were playing games we had our goggles on it was a ball i loved it i love to swim swimming's my favorite activity i'm so glad you enjoyed it thank you um my dismay my dismay i don't know if i have like a specific thing or moment this week is just feeling really long. Mm. Like I am dragging and it's only Wednesday. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm tired. I don't want to be there. Everyone's tired. Nobody wants to be there. And like, yeah, it's not enjoyable. It's just, I'm just, my dismay is that it's unpleasant right now. Yeah. I get that. My dismay is related to the pool when my face fell off. That was a little weird. You look like you're back now. No, she's back in action. I think... So basically when we got out of the pool, the whole center portion of my face was like bright red and the whole back portion of my face was like white and it was just like completely peeling off and burning. Mm -hmm. And I've, that's never happened to me before in a pool. So I don't think it's like a chlorine allergy. Maybe the pool was like over chlorinated and I was just like sensitive to like the extra or what I feel like is more likely is like there's some chemical in a face product I use that combines with chlorine and an un- unhappy way yeah and it was a reaction but my skin she'd be nursed back to life the past few days you were slugging she was not well i was i came home and i was vaselining immediately immediate slug um <laughs> yeah my sleigh is also related to the pool it's that torpedo game <gasps> i was loving that i forgot how much i love to fetch little torpedoes you were so competitive you almost took a child out yeah and like i'm not usually like that but that awakened something in me and i had to win and I think you did it and every I did. time. I always won. I went every single time. I see you've been thinking on that. I forgot about it, but now I'm just as proud. Yeah. I was crushing it. You were. You were Thank really you. You were really getting Thank after you. those torpedoes. <laughs> oh, I want to go back and play again. Uh, we Maybe can. Maybe can play it around this house. Oh, the home. Uh, just hide the torpedoes for me. I, I can do that for you if you want. <laughs> That'd be so fun. I love seeking and finding. Okay. We can make that happen. Yeah. Back to your hunter-gatherer roots. Maybe that's it. It's evolution. I'm a daughter of my ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With all that being said. That's all we got for you. Yeah. Stay safe. Don't be a super speeder. Watch the roads. Watch the roads. Watch your back. And we'll see you next time. Stay humble. <laughs>